Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero, coming to you from our studios in Dallas, Texas. It's a rainy day, but uh, that doesn't stop anything because we never justify our slowness. I'm going to talk about that in today's podcast. So many people sit around and they, they spend so much time and energy justifying their slowness. In other words, why is their business slow? Why is their career not taking off? Why is their physical fitness not going to the next level? Why is their money situation not improving? Probably the best example I could give you of this just happened to me last night. Now, in the book, You Need More Money, which comes out in March, I explore this group of guys that I play poker with. The second Tuesday of every month for the last 13 years, I play poker with the same group of guys. And uh, one of the guys is um, really a gourmet cook. I mean, he just he's just exceptional. I mean, he cooks restaurant quality food and uh, it's one of his passions. He's retired, but he cooks amazing meals for us. Um, second Tuesday of every month. Once a year, we take him out for a very fancy dinner and we give him a lovely gift. And that's our way as a group of saying thank you to him for all of the time, effort and money that he puts in. I mean, I bet he drops three or 400 bucks in food, not to mention a day and a half of cooking for, for our get togethers. And it's a wonderful group of guys. They're all older than me. Some, uh, like the host who we celebrated his birthday last night, turned 77 yesterday. So uh, I'm 48. So these guys are, you know, pushing certainly 20 to 30 years older than me. And I learned so much about them, about business and life and money. Some of the guys have money and some don't. And I get to watch and see their their opinions, their strategies, their emotion towards money. One guy in particular, they're all great guys, but one guy in particular changes careers a lot. And he always justifies why he's slow in his new career. So he just moved into the real estate business. He's now selling real estate in Dallas, Texas. For those of you who don't know, Dallas, Texas is one of the hottest real estate markets in the country. Just a little bit of data on that. Um, Houses in Dallas are selling within hours. Now, there are two guys in our office who just sold their houses in hours within the last couple weeks at above asking price. So the house went on the market at 3 o'clock on Friday. By 6 o'clock, they started to get offers. By Saturday, the house was sold at above ask. 15-year mortgages are roughly 3.15% on a 15-year mortgage. It record lows. The Dallas real estate market has grown 12% year over year from 2016, which was the hottest market in the history of Dallas real estate. 2017 prices are up 12% more than they were in 2016. The average home price in Dallas, Texas is 265000 bucks, ridiculously affordable compared to the nation, national average. But perhaps the most amazing thing about the Dallas real estate market is the amount of jobs that are being created here. Every single day in Dallas, Fort Worth, metropolitan area, 327 jobs are being created. That's twice as much 
as Austin, San Antonio, and Houston combined. There are tons of people moving into Dallas-Fort Worth from across the country. And you know what they're doing? They're taking advantage of the affordable home prices. They're taking advantage of the no state income tax. They're taking advantage of the extremely high earning power. They're taking advantage of the unbelievable lack of governmental regulation in the state of Texas. What I mean by that is the state of Texas wants you to do business. They don't want to regulate you. They want you to come in here with your renegade entrepreneurial style and and kick butt. I believe today that you could roll into Dallas, Texas on your last tank of gas and you could leave rich. That opportunity still presents itself just like it did when I rolled in here in 1995, July 5th, 1995. I moved to Dallas, Texas. I didn't know anybody and I was able to make it. Anybody can come to Texas and make it. That's not the case in other spots. Another thing on jobs, Amazon HQ, the second Amazon headquarters, is being searched for right now. Amazon Bezos is trying to figure out what is going to be the city that they build their second headquarter in. And and Dallas is very high in the running. Um Lots of cities are in the running for this, right? Because um, job creation and quality of life, quality of living, cost of living, taxation, all of that stuff makes Texas a very desirable spot. But there's roughly, I think, 20 cities in the United States that are vying for it. By the way, Chicago has put a 600-person recruiting team together to try to woo Amazon HQ2 to the city of Chicago. Um it's unbelievable the job growth that that move will occur, will, will create. Potentially 50,000 jobs will come with Amazon HQ2. And Jeff Bezos has said that the average compensation of those 50,000 people will be $100,000 or more. Think about that. 50,000 people moving in with an average comp of 100 grand. That's a big win for whatever that city is. And Dallas is in the running. Here's my point. There's no reason to justify your slowness if you're in the real estate business in Dallas, Texas. The data tells you there's only one reason why my man in my poker group is slow. And it's the same reason that he was slow in his other businesses. His mind is jacked. He doesn't see success. He sees problems. When he goes into these spaces or these career changes, God, I've seen it so many times in my office too, where we hire a guy because he, we think he's going to make the change We're, our platform is going to change him from being an underproducing sales guy someplace else. And our roadmap, our methodology, our training center, our motivation, all the other things that we do, all the tools that we give people for success is going to change him. But the one thing we can't change is his lousy mindset. Never justify your slowness. It's not true. Your slowness is not factors of the marketplace or the economy or the White House. Your slowness is on you. And so I'm going to give you some strategies today of things that you can put into your life right now that will help you make more money and change your mindset So you stop justifying your slowness. Your slowness is on you, my friend.
man, if I can help you get through to this, I'm telling you guys, everything I talk about on this podcast is exactly what I've had to go through in my life. I had to figure this stuff out. I wish somebody was teaching it to me. I wish it was taught to me at home. I wish it was taught to me in school. Man, I wish I had somebody once in my life who just put their arm around me and said, you know what, Matt, you're special. You're going to be okay. It's going to work out. It never happened. And so if you don't have that in your life, you know what you end up thinking? I suck. The world's against me. Nobody loves me. And I had to fight against those things for years and years and years until I began to figure out how to change my mind, how to stop seeing problems and start seeing opportunities. The first thing you got to do to stop justifying your slowness and start justifying your success is you have to embrace what I call unbridled ambition. Dude, you got to want your piece of the American pie. You have to literally tap into your ambition, make it a guttural response, a part of your DNA, physically part of your being, your ambition. And you become unbridled in your ambition when you remove all the blinders, the justification of your slowness, the the excuses, the reasoning why it doesn't work out. All of it's bullshit. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that it works. Now, it doesn't have to be in your money. The same thing holds true in your freaking marriage or your relationship with your kids. You either got a good relationship with your kids or you got a bad one. And if you got a bad one, it's because you're not ambitious enough to want a great one. You have to embrace unbridled ambition in everything you do. But, but we're told to tamp it down. We're told not to be braggadocious. We're told to be quiet. It's not true anymore. You need to get attention. You need to put yourself out there. You need to get uncomfortable. You need to embrace a far greater level of pure ambition. Once you get that moving in your mindset, the desire for your piece of the American pie, you can start to get competitive because you begin to believe that you are worthy. You start to ask this question, how the fuck did that guy do it? What does that guy do? Is that fucking guy so much smarter than me? Is he that much more educated than me? Does he come with from, from more of a silver spoon than I do? I want to beat that guy's ass. When you tap into that level of competitiveness, things begin to change. You take ambition and you put some competition on top of it. Now, you don't have to be braggadocious. You can tell everybody in your office you're going to kick their ass. The most competitive ones are the quietest. They're not out there shooting their mouth off. It's like, it's like the bully who bullies all the wimpy kids until somebody comes and punches his ass in the fucking face and he begins to cow down, falls to his knees and starts crying. Don't be the loud mouth. Just be ambitious and competitive in your own way. Third component, you have to know your numbers. What the hell are you shooting for? How much is it that you want to make? I mean, don't leave that up to chance. The marketplace doesn't deliver that news to you. It doesn't come and tap you on the shoulder and say, here's how much money you should make. 
Now, some people will tell you that. I was listening to Dave Ramsey on the on, on, on the car when I was driving home from the dinner last night with my poker guys. And Dave Ramsey was talking about uh, how do you be a millionaire? And he was having people on the radio and they're all being millionaires. You know what he says? You got to scrimp. You got to save. You got to drive the minivan. You can't have any debt. You got to eat beans and rice. Bullshit. Dude, that is not how you get rich. Now, it might be how you get to a million dollars, and Dave Ramsey said the average millionaire takes 17 years to become a millionaire. Well, congratulations, because most people don't fucking start until they're about 40. That puts your ass at 57 to get a million bucks, and you got another 17 years to get another million, and congratulations, you're in your 70s, and you got two mil. Man, think bigger than that. I like Dave Ramsey's strategy of the total money makeover and the, uh, you know, the, the, the budgeting. I get all that stuff. But at a certain point, that just gets your ass out of broke. It doesn't get you rich. Rich is when you begin to change your mindset and start to figure out how do I get my peace? How do I beat that other guy's ass? Because I started to pick my number. Now, what I mean by this, how much annual money are you going to make? How much annual money do you going to need in retirement? How much passive income do you want? You need more money, but you can't get enough money until you know what your number is. How much money do you need? One of these days, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a podcast on my theory on this because it really freaks people out. And here it is. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250 grand a year, and life gets real good at 500K. That's how it plays out, y'all. Those are the numbers. You, you might want to fight against that, and you want to say, no, I'm happy at 75 or whatever. Let me tell you how it shakes out. Life begins at 150, life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. You need to start picking one of those numbers if you want to make more money. That's why you're listening to the podcast, right? You want the freaking hard truth. I'm telling you the hard truth, man. I started from freaking zero, nothing, no help, no contacts, no money. I had to figure all this stuff out. And now I want to help you. I want to help you retrain your mind. I also want to help you. You know who the ideal person for me to help is? If you feel like you've been shit on. If you feel like you've been crapped on most of your life and you've been passed over and you've been slighted and you've been left out and you've been teased and you've been bullied and you should have been invited, but you didn't get invited or you should have made the team because you had an incredible tryout, but you didn't make the team because you didn't have the silver spoon in your mouth. Man, you're my guy. You're my gal. That's me. God, I fight against those sons of bitches every day. Number four. You got to want to be in the top 1%. The top 1% of any industry win, period. I don't care if you're a plumber. I don't care if you're a garbage man or if you're a truck driver or if you're a CIO or if you're a marketing manager. If you're in the top 1% of any industry, you will do fine. The top 1% of caddies on the PGA Tour make well over a million dollars a year. Now, they're on the road five days a week. They're away from their family. They're carrying a bag. They end up with hip issues, ankle issues, shoulder issues, back issues. But they make a mill. 
If that's the life they want, if that's the life you want, whatever that life is that you want, if you work your ass off to be in the top 1% of the performers, the rest will take care of itself. Number five, who you watch, who you read, who you listen to. It all matters, man. If you're not feeding your brain with positive motivation and skilling up and learning every single day, you won't get it. Look, how long does it take to learn a new language? Some people say four years on average. You want to learn the money language in one motivational quote? Dude, you got to immerse yourself in it. You've got to dig in deep and figure out what is the language of money? What is the thought process, the methodology, the mindset of the people that have the money? Who you're watching, who you're reading, who you're listening to matters. Number six. When you want to look outside and you want to blame somebody or some office or some political party or some regulation or some economic factor, you got to look inside. You got to stop blaming everybody else and you got to start taking control of your own ambition to get competitive, to pick your damn number, to get in the top 1%, to skill up by reading and watching, and to take personal accountability for your situation. And once you start to do that, miraculous things are going to happen. You're going to start to commit deeper. And that's the last tip. You got to commit deeper if you want to change your situation. If you want to justify your slowness, it's because you just limped in. You didn't push hard enough. The top guys or gals of any industry, regardless of what they are, work hard. They're ridiculously committed to the success. They have a take no prisoners attitude. They have a let me build relationships. Let me network. Let me know my numbers. Let me figure out how to win. And you win when you start to commit at levels that make you ridiculously uncomfortable. That's the message on today's podcast. Never justify your slowness. I'm your host, Matt Monero. I come to you every, I launch episodes every Tuesday, every Friday from our studios in Dallas, Texas. Do me a favor, share this podcast. Tell your friends about it. We want more people listening to it because I am so committed that I can help the underdog. The person who feels slighted, who isn't getting that mentorship, who isn't getting help from somebody, just like I didn't get any of it. I want to be that guy for you. My book comes out March 20th, the You Need More Money book, the You Need More Money podcast. Share it, like it, comment. I appreciate all of you. Till the next time we talk, I'll see you down the road. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.